We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks for Sports Illustrated on Fan Nation. We got a Friday edition of the podcast. Definitely some big headlines to get into in this one. But before we get into that, kindly ask that you subscribe to the channel and also uh, follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just hit a thousand subs on the channel. So just wanted to make sure I gave you guys a a tremendous thank you for the support that you've shown and and helping the channel grow and our various platforms uh, connected to Ducks Digest and our Oregon Ducks coverage. That has been awesome to see. But the biggest news that we want to get into, the news of the day, really, uh, when it comes to the Ducks, Oregon running back Travis Dye has entered the transfer portal. Uh, this first report that I saw um, for this subject coming from On3's Matt Zenitz. He's been doing a great job tracking some transfer portal updates this offseason. This was a huge surprise, right? I think when you look at Travis Dye and kind of the body of work that he's had at Oregon. I think a lot of people were thinking as we were waiting for a decision or some news about his intent for next year, a lot of people, myself included, really thought that it was going to be either he was coming back for another year at Oregon for the 2022 season, or he was going to be testing the NFL draft waters. I really didn't expect for him to enter the transfer portal uh, of all places. I think also when you're looking at, you know, how, how successful he's been at Oregon, you know, clearly, he is a versatile weapon. He had perhaps his best season uh, as a Duck in 2021, serving as the lead running back for the Ducks after C.J. Verdell went down with a season-ending injury against Stanford. We really saw his full display of his ability. I think the 2020 season was a really good one for him. I think he was one of the leading receiver receivers for Oregon, statistically speaking, so we knew that he could really get it done through the air. And then we got to see him do a little bit of both this year, you know, 1,271 rushing yards on uh, just over 400, not four. um, Let me see what the stats were on that. Cause I don't want to be, I don't want to be not being accurate about my stats. So pulling up uh, Travis Dye's stats here for the 2021 season, 211 carries for 1,271 yards and 16 rushing touchdowns uh, also added 46, receptions for 402 yards and two touchdowns through the air so definitely more of a run heavy uh, season for him compared to 2020 Uh, but I think he really proved that he was uh, you know really as good as any back uh, in the in the Pac-12 this year I think some people may maybe uh, were a little bit skeptical because of his size but 
he showed that he can really get it done. You know, four consecutive carries for touchdowns against UCLA. That was an NCAA record running between the tackles, running outside the tackles on sweeps, catching the ball. Die can really do it all. And I think he's just about as versatile of a running back as we've seen at Oregon in quite some time. And I think what really makes this uh, news, you know, shocking is I think just I'm really surprised that we saw we've seen this many headlines uh, and stories around the running back position at Oregon, um, you know, over the span of the last week. Right. You know, you have Sean Dollars entering the transfer portal, withdrawing his name for the transfer portal, reentering the portal. And then he went on Twitter uh, to you know set the record straight and say, hey, you know, we're we're staying. I'm going to stay at Oregon, and uh, ultimately, um, you know, I want to ride with the Ducks and and kind of see what what we can do. You know, he sounds like he's fired up for the 2022 season. Really important for the Ducks to get him back, especially now that it looks like Travis Dye could potentially be on the move. But uh, I think it's worth mentioning that it is still possible for him to come back to Oregon. I think we've seen that, you know, with a. Uh, a number of players at Oregon, you know, Sean Dollars, who I just mentioned, Seven McGee. I don't know if he was ever officially in the portal, but he was, you know, announcing that he was intending to, uh, you know, enter his name in the transfer portal and then ultimately talked with Lanning and Don Johnson. And he was kind of the first player that has really, you know, he was in the this pattern of what we've seen with these Oregon players, entering the portal, talking to Lanning, and then Lanning can get them back on board as well as the other staff members. You got to give them credit. They're uh they're in Eugene now. Um, well, they're all assembled in Eugene for the most part, it seems like, but now they're hitting the road recruiting. So that's another headline that I kind of want to get into here um, on this edition of the podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, just to, to talk a little bit more about Die in the running back room, uh, we saw Trey Benson enter the, reportedly enter the transfer portal uh, earlier this week. So it looks like he could be on the move. Um, and Right now, the Ducks running back room, since Cross Patton is over at UNR, you have Dollars, Cardwell, and McGee. Uh, those are the three scholarship backs um, that we know for uh, at least looking like it's going to be those guys that are going to be back next year. And you have walk-on Aaron Smith, um, who honestly looked really good in the, the limited action that we've been able to see from him, whether it be the spring game or uh, some of those fall scrimmages that we were able to watch, fall practices that we were able to watch in fall camp um, in the 2021 season leading up to it. So he looked like he was really good. And I think that, um, you know, that kind of just goes back to what Jim Mastro said uh, last year, that they've kind of, that he was, he really thought that the walk-on running backs had been a pleasant surprise during fall camp. So the Ducks definitely have some some options there. Really important that they were able to get dollars back, especially if Die does end up being on the move. Um, you know, I think another reason this was really surprising is because, you know, he um, he really seemed like he was, you know, one of those men of Oregon kind of guys. Right. You know, you have his older brother who comes to the program and is one of the best linebackers that the Ducks have seen. Um, just tackling machine. Uh, awesome guy. Really culture builder. And then die commits to Oregon. I think he was one of the first guys to commit in the 2018 recruiting cycle to Oregon. And I think he might have gotten written off a little bit. You know, it's like, okay, it's Dye's brother. He's a smaller back. He's a, a speed guy. But, man, he he's had a really successful time here at Oregon. And and I can't fault him for entering the portal to kind of see, um, you know, where where you know where his uh you know where his value is kind of at, right? You know, what, what kind of interest is he going to get maybe in some of these other programs um, if he does choose to to go somewhere else? Because um, he's had a great career at Oregon so far if, if he has – uh, indeed played his last down as a duck. So that's the biggest story out of uh, Eugene today that we are kind of keeping an eye on. So definitely stay tuned to Ducks Digest to see what kind of updates come out of that. 
if he does come back to Oregon or if he does indeed find uh, another home. Um, let's see. Um, another update that, uh, that we can hit on today in this episode of the podcast, Oregon tight end defensive end DJ Johnson announced that he would be coming back for uh, another season with the Ducks. I'm going to pull up his tweet right now so we can see, um, you know, exactly what it was that, that he said in his um, – his, his message so give me a second while i i try to pull this up so he posted a video um it looks like it was from uh alien versus predator um the movie and he was saying one last hunt with my brothers hashtag unfinished business hashtag go ducks so definitely big for the ducks to get him back not really so much i think for the offense but i'm more intrigued by his upside on the defensive side of the ball you'll remember uh, in the 2021 season that when kt got hurt uh, DJ Johnson was uh, kind of bouncing back and forth between offense and defense because he originally um, started his college career along the defensive line coming out uh, to Miami before he ended up coming to Oregon. And he started his career at Oregon on the defensive side of the ball. But then before the 2020 season, um, it might have been a little bit before that, but I know we were really seeing him play uh, a lot of tight end in the 2020 season. Super hard to bring down a guy that has really, really good acceleration for uh, someone of his size. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think that that's definitely one of the things that really jumps out about him and his game. So we have some stats we can bring into context here uh, to kind of talk about his 2021 season and and what he brings to the table as far as, you know, offense and defense. Um, I know that he definitely had a stronger statistical season in 2020. I thought he was kind of the X factor that Joe Moorhead offense, you know, knowing how he really liked the utilized tight ends. And we didn't really see the tight ends involved too much uh, in the offense kind of heading down the home stretch of the season. But in 2021, um, let's see, uh, DJ Johnson, had, he really he only had one catch for 11 yards against Ohio State. Um, but you, th- you think back to that game and he really made his presence felt on the defensive side of the ball, getting one of those sacks uh, towards the end of the game that were that were really big. You know, he and Braden Swinson, if I remember that correctly, they were the two guys that had sacks in that game, which were really big. So defensively, he had 11 total tackles, eight of them solo, three assisted, two tackles for loss and uh, one sack the whole season. And that was against Ohio State. So pretty crucial Two QB hurries. And I think that, you know, you bring in a guy like Lanning and, and Tony to OT. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Maybe I need to I need to fact check that one to see how I'm saying it. But you bring in guys like that, and I think that it's 
it's really intriguing to see kind of what he's going to be able to do with DJ Johnson because I think he could really flourish if he just focused on one side of the ball. And, you know, I was talking to Mario Cristobal about this last season when he was still in Eugene, just saying, you know, it takes a special kind of guy to, to be able to contribute on both sides of the ball. You don't see a lot of people do it on a regular basis in college football anymore. But just think if he takes all that skill, all that potential, and just hones in his craft a little bit more on the defensive line, uh, you know, you got Sam Tamani uh, over there um, getting an added over from the transfer portal from Washington. He's a big body to watch. You got Keon Ware Hudson, Brandon Dorless. I think that this defensive line is looking pretty solid. You still need a pass rusher. I think that's the biggest question mark kind of along the front seven. You know, where is Jeffrey Bossy going to go? Is he going to move back to the secondary? That's something that I think people still want to know heading into this offseason uh, because originally it looked like the plan with Basso was going to be for him to move back to the secondary. Uh, after the 2021 season, but um, now that Verone McKinley's gone, heading to the draft, you wonder how that changes things. The secondary, I think, is a bit more of a question mark uh, than people maybe expected. Now that um, Mikel Wright's going to the NFL draft, DJ James enters the transfer portal, so you kind of have to work. I feel like if you're a staff, you kind of have to work from the assumption that he is going to be going somewhere else. I saw uh, a screen grab of, uh, I think it was his Instagram story or his Instagram live, uh, looking like he was out there uh, visiting Miami and Mario Cristobal's new stop. So got to see where he lands, but cornerback is definitely a, a place that I'd like to see the Ducks uh, focus some more attention in the transfer portal. But just to kind of put a bow on this DJ Johnson news, it's really good to have him back. Um, you know, he he missed a little bit of time in fall camp last year uh, with an injury, it looked like, or he just wasn't available. So hopefully they can get him, you know, going up and running in that strength and conditioning offseason program with Wilson Love and just, you know, finally tune him a little bit more, get these guys in football shape and, and get them ready to, uh, you know, learn the playbook, whether it be offense with Kenny Dillingham or, or defense with, uh, you know, guys like Landing, obviously, Tosh Lapoy, the new defensive coordinator, Matt Polidge, co-defensive coordinator, also working with some safeties. Uh, he was out in Texas today with the staff hitting the road recruiting. And that's kind of what I wanted to hit on here as we wind down on a shorter episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. But Friday, January 14th, the staff was able to hit the road recruiting. We saw that uh, Lanning and some of his staff members have made some recent stops uh, within the state's borders within Oregon. So I think that's really important for them to you know make those relationships with those schools within the state to show that they're um, you know determined to get some of those top guys uh, within the state. Because, um, you know, when there's guys that are worthy of playing at Oregon within the state, you don't want them to to go to other schools and certainly not in the Pac-12. Uh, so we had schools like Central Catholic out there in Oregon that uh, sorry, out there in Portland, rather. I already said that it was in Oregon. They were tweeting about uh, getting a visit from the uh, Oregon staff. I thought that was pretty big. Um, Dan Lanning was was one of the guys that was mentioned there. And then Joe Lorig, the new uh, special teams coach. I thought that was uh, great to see. And then you also had Matt Pullage uh, out in Texas at Waxahachie High School, um, getting to uh, see some pro some uh, prospects there and, and, you know, build some relationships with the coaching staff. They did actually extend an offer um, to 2022 corner slash athlete Jalen Davis Robinson. Um, so that's pretty big since seeing that they're trying to uh, kind of shore up the secondary a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, get some additions here as we near the February signing period. The other guy that I definitely want to talk about is San Diego cornerback Jaleel Florence. He tweeted 
uh, a video with the Oregon coaching staff uh, saying that they uh, arrived at his house right at midnight and really were making him feel like he was a priority. He said, great visit with Coach Meat, Coach Lapoy. Uh, definitely showed that I'm a top priority tonight at my door at 12 a.m. sharp and had some great conversations. If you go over to his Twitter, it's uh, at Jaleel Florence 8. You can see him, you know, with the staff just uh, decked out in Oregon gear. It's 2.26 a.m. in the video. So definitely feel like the Ducks are in a great position there. I was actually hopping in the Twitter spaces earlier today on Friday, kind of uh, uh, the Oregon football space. <coughs> Excuse me, my throat's a little dry. Um, and Jaleel Florence hopped in the space, and he was asked by uh, you know one of the fans in the chat, how would you grade the Oregon defensive hires, the defensive staff? And he was like, you know, it's got to be an A. Um, sounds like he really, really likes the new staff. And, and, uh, I thought it was great to see not only Demetrius Martin, the cornerbacks coach out there, someone who has really good California ties, West coast ties throughout the PAC 12, but Tosh Lapoy, right. You know, we had him, uh, you know, working with the Jags this past season and, uh, he's been one of the, the heralded West coast recruiters or just recruiters point blank. Um, and he's been one of the guys that, that I know fans are really excited about adding to this staff. So. Um, certainly feel a lot more confident in Oregon's chances to get your little Florence back in fold already have Jula Tucker signed in the 2022 class. That's of course, uh, uh, Florence's teammate at Lincoln high school, um, and a fellow defensive back. So, uh, that's, it's really good if you're Oregon, you know, feeling more confident about getting Florence back on board. Uh, he tweeted out earlier this week that he canceled his remaining visits. Um, he was supposed to go out to see Mario Cristobal in Miami. I believe it was this weekend. Uh, so, you know, big, big news for the Ducks to to um, not only see him, but you also wonder if him canceling those visits maybe makes him more confident that he's going to be uh, maybe reuniting with the Ducks. But I could definitely see this being an Oregon-USC battle with USC and the and Lincoln Riley, Alex Grinch, and that staff, Roy Manning, kind of coming on hard here towards the end. So I wouldn't be surprised if that came down to Oregon and SC, but you got to feel confident after that development scene that uh, – Oregon was able to get in home right when the dead period ended. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Wanted to get on here as we enter the weekend and recruiting really ramps up again with the end of the dead period. So if you guys could go ahead and subscribe to the channel at Oregon Football Max Taurus. Also follow me on Twitter at mtaurussports. You can find all my updates out there as well as ducksdigest.com where we got all of our written content coming out. And then follow us on the other social media platforms, right? We got Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Ducks Digest, and then follow the rest of our crew of writers. Uh, we got a lot of great people on our team, and we got hoops coverage as well. Oregon getting a huge win over UCLA last night for Dana Altman's 700th career win. Congrats to Coach Altman. Jacob Young was in his bag last night. You know, a bunch of really, really good plays out in Los Angeles as the Ducks knock off number three ranked UCLA. Had to get a little hoops update in there as well because I think they've now won five of their last six games and they had a really tough start to the season. So, uh, you know, good, uh, relatively, you know, pretty eventful Friday so far for the Ducks. And uh, the news doesn't stop, doesn't slow down. So thank you guys so much for watching or listening, however you're tuning into this podcast. And thanks again for all the support. Go ahead and share the podcast with other Duck fans. And I uh, hope everybody enjoys the weekend and is uh, doing uh, doing well out there. So take care and we'll see you guys in the next episode.